Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Just a Couple Dudes Jack podcast. I'm your co-host, Eric Flattiger. And I'm your co-host, Frank Lewandowski III. And without us today is Anthony Cole, but that's okay because uh, we got a lot to talk about. Oh, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about, dude. So there is a there's a war going on right now. Oof. A bacterial war, an infectious oh, war, yeah. a disease well, a war. A viral war. A viral Yeah, yeah. it's not, huh? Yeah. I guess it's not like that. This shows how... Uh, how much I know. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, but before we get into this current war, a lot of people have uh, tried to compare this war to past wars, like World War II. Mm-hmm. I don't see the comparison. I think it's totally different. Anyways, that's my segue, though, into World War II, because we have a good man segment on this show, and the good man today is Winston Churchill. Yeah, I did some research. I've been hearing about him a lot from the people I look up to, like the shows I follow and mm-hmm. listen. And they bring up Winston Churchill a lot just because he dealt with so much adversity. And he wasn't a perfect guy at all. Okay, there's some bad things out there, but let's just talk about some of the positives he did. So first of all, he was a guy that thrived under pressure. And he was also a funny guy. I thought that was interesting, right? He's funny? Yeah, he was actually funny. He mm. would make a lot of jokes. And you're talking about dealing with some of the darkest times in our history, right? He was the leader of uh, Britain, right against the nazi regime which if we don't look at history we don't really understand but they were taking over the world yeah i mean they they dominated most of europe mm-hmm. if it wasn't for britain uh standing up against adolf hitler and his regime and we would be speaking german right now and not in a good way yeah. it would actually be like a nazi world i guess was the potential right oh yeah um i thought some cool things though so one thing was is that he had a 17-year-old daughter during the year of the Blitz. Do you know what the Blitz is? Yeah, the, they, they just went all out. They yeah. just blitzed like Poland, uh, France. Yeah. Like they just Definitely England because yeah. England was like one of the biggest things and Hitler knew that. So what he did was is he threw out nothing but meth-controlled German soldiers and just bombed them every day. Yeah, they were all on meth. Yes, they were all on There's a really good book on that. Uh, yeah. I think it's called, oh gosh, it's like meth in the Nazi party. I thought they were like on that. testosterone too maybe. Yeah. Um, nicotine, oh, yep. right? And you're talking about these German soldiers that were like beat down, but they worked hard. They bombed them 57 straight nights of bombing. Damn. Can you imagine? And it, it lasted a year. And what was, think, think about that. So it's, that was 57 nights, two months. We freaked out over being locked down for like six weeks via COVID. It's serious, but it wasn't being bombed by German soldiers every night. That killed thousands of people, right? Yeah. And I mean, what Winston Churchill would do is the day after the bombing, he would actually walk. He would take a walk with his uh, other cabinet or people that were in his party, I guess, or however he led. He was, the again, the prime minister, I believe, right? Yeah, he at was. At the time. And he would walk through the rubble. And like he was like the common folk leading the people. That's he cool. Ac- he actually fought depression, too. But the reason I bring up his daughter is that he had family while he took the stance. He thrived under trying to defeat the Nazi regime. And he knew that they couldn't defeat Germany. But his take was is that if we can last long enough, we can get America to, to help us and we can maybe fight and win. So he knew that he would be bombed to death. Yeah, the English Channel saved him. Yep. And he, stu- he would stand also on the rooftops during the nights, during the bombings. Oh, that's Because cool. he said, there's not much we can do, so we're not going to live in fear. Oh, I like that. Like, how, how powerful is that? I like so that. he's watching the bombs go off like fireworks because even if he's inside, he's probably going to die if a bomb connects, right? Yeah. But what can they do? They don't have the air power. They don't have the, the land power. They don't have the defense. He had to just weather that storm. 
the Blitz, the famous Blitz. Yeah, I heard that. Um, the only one of the only things that stopped Hitler, or in the earlier first few years of the war, from dominating all of Europe was the Royal Royal Air Force. Yeah, they just did a few ju- British just planes. Enough. Just enough. Yeah, because you know, um, dude, Great Britain, they their population's pretty low, especially then. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't have a massive army. They didn't have a ten million man army. They no. had like well, because Britain's been at war forever. Yeah, right. Because they were taking over the world, and they had different. Um, you know, you talk about like they had uh, reach in Canada, colonization. India, yeah, all over. Right. I mean, they lost the American Revolution. They've lost a lot. Right. But anyways, I just thought it was really nice that, again, this is less than 100 years ago and everyone's talking about COVID and like these times are so tough. I get it. I'm not trying to devalue how tough uh, the COVID times are, you know, the George Floyd stuff with with racism. But understand, I mean, just in the 40s that there were times that people were so sick of being living by fear that they would literally just go have picnics because they said, you know, if a bomb hits us, I'm not going to not live. Some of the happiest people in the world right now are the ones that deal with the most adversity. I think sometimes in America, we don't even really realize what adversity is. I'm guilty of it. Like I, I, you know, I dealt with Iraq, Afghanistan. I wasn't there, but I, I enlisted, but like what adversity have I dealt with? Mm-hmm. Right. It just gives me some perspective. And that's why I just, I love what this show is that we try to do that. Oh yeah, dude, big time. Um, another thing about Winston Churchill was, uh, he's a World War One vet. Yeah. He fought at the Battle of the Somme, I think. Like yeah. the Somme was one of the, I mean, the most like, grotesque crazy just battles in in war history i mean imagine imagine um thousands of artillery shells an artillery round is like an explosive thing you know what i mean they shoot it at you it explodes it's just crazy it's a barrage of that for days on end thousands upon actually i think they dropped millions of shells uh in the battle of the somme and these guys were fighting in feet of mud just the muddiest it was like the most rain and mud um, for that time of year that they'd ever experienced. There's men drowning in mud. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about that. The guy went there. You're talking about those trenches. He lived through it. Yeah. yeah. I get, I, I'm, I'm actually learning more history now. I used to not even care about it, but yeah. then I realized it's God, it's getting more and more important. And I it keep is. saying that. It's the only thing we can base off of in the future. And that's actually, that's a good segue into COVID, right? So it's not COVID. We're going to talk about real life, what's going on. I'm a nurse practitioner. I treat people in the hospital and in an urgent care in the Phoenix area, which is one of the biggest hotspots in the country right now. So I'll tell you my experience, my thoughts. Um, Mm. I also think I've had COVID, so I'll explain uh, how I got through that. But something about, what was it, about COVID, right? So social distancing actually comes from the Spanish flu. So we actually, yeah, so we actually, it was used back then. So the Spanish flu killed something like 50 million people. It's a lot more, it was way worse than COVID. Yeah. It killed a lot of five-year-old and younger kids. Well, like millions died, right? Millions, yes. From being, 50 okay. million, yeah. So in the U.S., it was something like 2.2 million would have died yeah. comparatively to today's population. Can you imagine 2.2 million? No. We're freaking out over 200,000. That's no. still a lot. Well, today, what's today? 10 today's times more. June 19th, um, yeah. and we're having manda- mandatory masks are being issued yeah. today. And we could talk about that, and we'll go over that. But... And we again, we have our opinions. I have a little bit of medical background. Again, I'm not a perfect guy, but I'll I'll try God. to give some insight. I love how it. modest Frank is. Well, because I'm not the super doctor that like is Doctor Fauci, right? Like, I, <laughs> hey, look, sorry, <laughs> Doctor Fauci. Yeah, I haven't been doing infectious disease for 40 years, right? Um, but with what we did is a lot of social distancing and wearing a mask was based off of the Spanish flu. And there was two cities, I believe, it was Philadelphia and St. Louis, and yeah. one lifted their social distancing 
earlier and they ended up having more death and more transmission of the disease. So a lot of it's actually coming from 1918, right? Wow. So kind of interesting that we do use history all the time, but then we don't reflect on it. We right? don't. Nah. We don't, dude. Now the flu and COVID are very much different. COVID is new. It's novel, which is scary. We don't really know. It's probably just a virus that's going to be with us from now on. Um, you know, we we're in Arizona, we are a hot spot, but I'm going to go over some of these numbers. Like back in April, okay, April, right, which was a scary time. That's when we were locked down. Right? Mm-hmm. It was April. We were only testing in the state of Arizona like 2,000 tests a day. That's it. Wow. Right now, we've tested as high as 15,000 wow. in June. So That's incredible. 2,000 to 15,000. What I'm saying is these are big numbers. So, of course, the, the cases are going to be up. And the news is only focused on these big numbers. Like, every day is a new record. Well, yes, we are testing more. I tested 10, uh, 10 plus in just my urgent care by myself. Like wow. the other day. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. Like I'm, I'm going to run out of tests, which is ridiculous. And our labs are now down to nine-day turnaround via wow. the nasopharyngeal swab. It was three to five. They got down to one, which is good. Now it's nine. You Dang. want to talk about administration, not being supportive and not doing a good job? That's embarrassing. Yeah. I don't care what the reason is. Nine days? I tell patients, I go, I don't even know what's beneficial to tell you. Like yeah. they come in on day six. It's going to take nine days. You're going to be over COVID. What's yeah, the point basically. of telling you're positive? Yeah. So anyways, um, so just understand like these numbers are real. Uh, the hospitals are stressed. We do have emergency plans in place where Governor Ducey, which I don't think he did that bad of a job. You know, maybe no, we, everyone's criticizing yeah. him stop, so hard. I'm stop like hating on the guy. Like he, he's tried to have some balance in this. I don't know the guy. I didn't vote for him. I don't know. Dude, there was, I think it was less than a thousand, definitely less than a thousand. Might've been 600 cases when he basically ex- stay at home order. 600 yeah. dude he was he was pretty on it right yeah and you got like california that's been such a cluster not handled well mm-hmm. um no you know i maybe here's the mat here's my take on the mask okay is the mask 100 percent? no no nope. no such thing in medicine is really 100 percent at all well definitely right? not a cloth mask no and not an n95 it's not 100 percent. no, no such yeah. thing as medicine right but look wearing a mask is better than nothing are asymptomatic people really spreading it probably not Okay, I'm sorry, you feel great, you're a healthy guy, you're probably not spreading the disease, all right? It's usually people that are symptomatic, most of the time, so we're finding out. So stop pretending like it's World War Z, or it's 28 days later, and someone coughs because they have allergies, and you're passing something on. Mm. Does a mask help? It's better than nothing. Would you say, would you, so this is the comparison I kind of see, you have an armored vehicle, right? Like a heavy hitting, like a tank. So a tank's coming down the street. Um... No mask would be the equivalent of you just standing there and you have like a, a brick in your hand and you're, you're trying to you know destroy this tank with a brick. It's like nothing, right? Mm-hmm. A mask would be the equivalent of having like a nine millimeter. You know what I mean? You're not going to stop that tank. You're not even going to put a dent in that tank. Yeah, but I guess it's better than having a, a rock or a brick in your hand. I love, you know what meta- I mean? I love metaphors. Yeah, love that's my metaphor. Imagery. I don't know if it's good. Again, I'm just trying to take this as objective, and I'm a medical provider, right? I think a lot of medical providers, especially if you're in the ICU and you're seeing a lot of COVID deaths, right? You're seeing yeah. coworkers get sick. Obviously, you're gonna take it a lot more seriously than I'm at the urgent care. I would say nine out of ten people that with COVID, very mild symptoms. One out of ten I'm seeing have more severe. I've had to send one person to the ER, and most of them I just manage at home. I check on them in a couple of days. They say, "Hey, how are you doing?" I have a treatment plan that I do myself, uh, and I'll go over that, but. 
like it, it is just like the stats are showing you know most people do fine with it the biggest thing is is find out you have it and stop the spread um, let's shelter off people that are at risk that's people with diabetes obesity uh, comorbidity conditions right elderly right nursing homes 60 percent have died in the nursing home yeah we need to be careful there and we should anyways they're already fragile um, um i mean while we're on this topic i wanted to bring this up so Today, like I said, June 19th, you know, I'm here in tomorrow, Phoenix, boom, mask required in public, have to wear a mask. I don't know anything else other than that. I don't know if they're going to find you, arrest you, whatever, who knows. It's coming here, right? Because we're uh, now we're deemed a quote, hot spot, mandatory mask. Okay, you want to you want to make a mandatory. Do they help? We don't know if they help. It's better than nothing, like you said. However, my thought is, why isn't vitamins building your immune, your immunity? If that can help, way better than a mask. Why isn't that uh, mandatory? Like, why isn't it free? Why don't they have a station set up? Or why isn't a Walgreens or whatever set up to give you, here's a bottle of zinc, here's a bottle of vitamin D, here's a bottle of vitamin C. Like, that would be, that would be actually helpful. I guess mm-hmm. you can't mass manufacture these vitamins. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, if, if like, remove that. Remove the logistics, right? Hypothetically speaking. If you're going to make a mask mandatory by a law, why not make, because of this COVID, why not make something that actually builds your immune system to fight the virus mandatory as well, like vitamin D or zinc? That's uh, a great point. I can't answer it. I yeah. can tell you that there's a couple things that are I wrong. want people to think like that, you know? Yeah. Well, let's let's talk some drugs, right? Yeah. Hydroxychloroquine. At first, it was pushed. There's actually providers that went off of these early studies. It's used mm. for malaria and other things. Um it was showing some promise, but then it's been taken off by the FDA as an emergency use for COVID because it's not that effective. The president is taking it. Um, I wanted to ask you about hydroxychloroquine. Like, yeah, what so are your thoughts? This is my thought is you can take vitamin D, which basically has like no adverse effects, maybe hypercalcemia, maybe some nausea, vomiting. If you take a lot of it, um, that shows a lot more promise taking vitamin D or getting some sunlight, which I'll go over here in a second, then taking hydroxychloroquine, which has showed adverse effects as well. And I just think it's crazy that you have medical professionals that will um, preemptively, because they were scared, treat their family for hydroxychloroquine, which is known side effects profile. Not that bad, but it still has a profile, any drug you take. Uh, but they won't give vitamin D or mm. push that. What? Okay, so what is a Z-Pack? I keep hearing about Z-Packs. Oh. So uh, Z-Pack is used a lot. It's probably over, overly prescribed, but it's a great medicine. It's an antibiotic. It's a macrolide. Okay? It's used for respiratory infections typically. Um, it has anti-inflammatory properties. All right? A lot of times you can get COVID, which is a virus, but then it can cause a secondary bacterial infection. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not only do you have a virus, you have like a bacterial pneumonia. And then you're definitely going down, like, not well, right? Yeah. So one of the treatment plans I do for patients is, you know, if they're real sick, they got their cough. Azithromycin uh, has very mild side effects, maybe some nausea, okay? And it's well tolerated, it's well used, and I prescribe it. It helps with chronic coughs, sometimes like a pertussis is another bacteria. Um, so that's, I think it's worth the try. That's one of the things, the first things we put people on in the hospital for pneumonia. I work in the hospital. I'm thinking, okay, so I'm, I'm getting the wheels turning, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's say I test positive. Mm-hmm. My my symptoms aren't crazy. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I got, you know, it's a tough cold, you know. Um, do I just hydrate, sleep, you know, take these vitamins, take vitamin D, or is it like, you know what, we'll put you on the hydroxychloroquine? 
I, I do not do hydroxychloroquine. No. The, only thing, the only time you do that is if you're very, very sick. If you're like real you're in sick. The okay. I'm, I'm trying to get some, um, some, you know, trying to bridge a gap here. You know what I mean? I, Cause I feel like people for, I'm hearing people on the, cause a lot of the people, you know, it's the hydroxychloroquine you t- are typically middle, right? You know what I mean? Politically speaking, it, mm-hmm. I feel like those are the people who are kind of like, I'll take it if I have a cough. And I'm like, I don't know. Are you supposed to take something that intense? If you have a cough, like, I've gotten, dude, and I've had some rough colds in my life where I was like, damn, dude, that was like a, that was a good 11 dare. God, I got so much to talk about, dude. We might have to do like two episodes. I, we could. We could like, always split it up, me. man. And what sucks about being a provider is like we're not supposed to give medical advice, mm-hmm. but I just want to help people. You should always consult your physician. So I have to give that first. You should always, always consult your provider. I, was say, yep. um, I do work in the urgent care. If you come see me, I'm going to do the best I can to protect you. We have protocols in place. That, that yeah. way I don't get COVID or spread it. Yes. I mean, my, my job is to keep you out of the ER. Like, I'm very proud to do that. Like, yeah. My job as an urgent care nurse practitioner is to not overload the ERs. Mm-hmm. I test everyone that has COVID-like symptoms because I want to prevent the transmission from going any further. I have a treatment plan, and I'll explain why. So one thing I give is I give us – I'm talking about someone that's sick. If they're asymptomatic, I mean, no, no issues, I just tell them things to help with being healthy. Okay, like, let's supplement vitamin D. The evidence is unbelievable. Like, just showing how great it is against uh, SARS-CoV-2. Yeah, and 79% of Americans are are vitamin D deficient. And 29 are like, or what? Extremely deficient. Right. So let's talk about this. There's data from 25 randomized controlled trials around the world that demonstrate daily or weekly supplementation of vitamin D reduces the risk of acute respiratory infection by more than 50% in people with low baseline vitamin D levels, which would be roughly 80% of people. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's some things that hurt with vitamin D. So one thing is, is that um, if you're darker, you have darker skin tone, you don't absorb as much from the sun. The best way to get vitamin D is actually through sunlight. So my recommendation is every day... You need to absorb sunlight. So I walk around top shirtless if I can on my off days. 15 minutes. No sunscreen. You're not going to get sunburned. You're not going to get you know skin cancer. You get a lot of vitamin D that way. Especially in Arizona, we're really lucky, right? I also supplement. I take 5,000 units of vitamin D a day. Okay? Because the, the side effects if you go overboard are very minimal. Hmm. Right? But the side effects of a hydroxychloroquine, not good compared to vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Same as resdemivir. Right, which is an antiviral that was used during Ebola that had some effectiveness. Right, they're trying to push that. Why don't we just supplement vitamin D? If it's if it's like eighty percent of people are low, there's really like almost no bad side effects from it. Why aren't we giving that? Yeah, well, that's my my question is okay. If you're gonna make a mask mandatory, give people vitamin D. Give people that you know, make it free. Yeah, that would be. I think that would help. And and like we, I want to circle back. So I am not a medical professional. Frank is a medical professional, but on the podcast, obviously, this is these are thought experiments. So that's our disclaimer. This is just a thought. This is what we're talking about. These are conversations I think need to be had, right? You know. And if you like my mom, I mean, my mom is dude. She's with it. She's trying to get her immune system in order. She's trying to social distance. She wears her stuff. She wears a mask in public. You know, she gets really um, afraid when she sees numbers and stuff too. And I feel like. It's good to hear these things as I'm always like, okay, yeah, fine, wear the mask and all that, but you have to really make sure you're drinking a gallon of water or close to it. Get three liters in. Get good sleep. Get outside for 15 minutes for a walk. Like, And one thing about vitamin D is uh, I think it's oh, – this is what I heard. Tell me if I'm wrong. So when you go outside, it's not the sun. You're not really absorbing vitamin D. What it's doing is it's causing – 
you already have the vitamin within you is causing the chain reaction in your body to release vitamin D, right? It's yeah, the sun rays. So, you know, so it's, it's, we just simplify it down to, okay, you're soaking up vitamin D. You're actually, the vitamin D is within us, but there needs something to uh, release it, right? Yeah, do you want me to explain it? Or you could um, supplement it, but yeah, explain yeah. it. So basically when you're exposed to the sun, your skin can manufacture its own vitamin D. So each of us have okay. a vitamin D receptor cells that through a chain of reactions, starting with conversion of cholesterol in the skin, again, why cholesterol is very important, uh, produce vitamin D3, which you should only be taking vitamin D3, not D2, when they're exposed to ultraviolet B light, which is from the sun. Yeah, okay. That's per a Yale dermatologist. D3 is the gummies I've been eating, so... I take D3 I and it's I'm just good. the pills I have. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, you are good. You look great. I'm, I look good. Okay. I'm taking a magnesium and zinc supplement. I like ma- – but I've always been big on magnesium. I'm Okay, I'm not going to give some deep scientific explanation to magnesium, but um, supposedly it's supposed to uh, – it's kind of like a nootropic too from what I heard. It's really good yeah. for de-stressing. It's good for your brain, um, immune support. So, I t- dude, I'm big on supplements. I'll be honest. I supplement a lot of stuff. Um, I have taken a multivitamin, like it's a really, it's a good brand. You know, you pay a little more for that. I think it's better. Although I, I've heard both. I've heard that taking a multivitamin, you piss it out. Your body hardly gets any of it. You get it all from food, which I'm a huge proponent of. I think you should get most of these vitamins and minerals from food. However, I try to supplement where I can. And guess what? For me, it's like, if I piss it out, placebo effect, I feel good. I don't care. Yeah. I'm willing to throw that $20 a month out the window if if it helps at all. Cool. If it doesn't, I'm cool with it. I take a pill. It takes me, you know, I just throw it in my mouth and you know what I mean? Like, at least you're trying. I'm doing something. At least you're trying. Let's talk multivitamins. So it's not FDA regulated, which is an argument maybe it should be, mm. right? And mm-hmm. then, you know, vitamins would be more expensive at that point. Um, there's not a lot of money in vitamins, right? So that's the reason why it's not pushed as much. Pharmaceuticals aren't making money off of vitamins. It's in the supplementation area. Um, obviously, you know, pharmaceutical, I mean, they're evil and whatever, but it's just the way they're funded is to make drugs. So they want to make drugs that make a difference and then Mm. they can make money off of. So can you blame them? That's, that's the name of the game. You can't blame the car salesman for trying to sell cars. No, you can't. That's what they do. And while we're talking vitamins, another vitamin I wanted to talk about was vitamin C. Yep. So vitamin C, you're hearing about vitamin D, zinc, magnesium, all these other things. Vitamin C is always pushed, right? People are always like, you get sick, drink some vitamin C, take out a, you know, this, the little emergency packet or like the airborne stuff. Um, so I did some research or yeah, I did some research, took a few screenshots from some medical journals. <laughs> but at least you're trying. It's some research. Okay. I read, a, yeah. I read uh, a couple articles. I tried to get away from just the opinion pieces. I found two different ones. I think I sent it to you, Frank, if you could, uh, oh, pull, if over. you could pull it up. Yeah. I just want to. Um, reference it real quick. So, uh, one distinction I'm going to make on this, this is talking about an IV uh, vitamin C. So if Frank, you want to, you, you said it way better than I'm going to say it. Can you explain to people the difference between taking it, you know, like a pill and, and getting an IV of it? Well, there's some pathophysiology, right? Like how the body performs that we know, we know, right? So when you take a pill, it's broken down twice. It's broken down by the first pass by the liver which means there's not as much bioavailability, which means that there's not as much of the vitamin that you swallowed that can go into the cells where it needs to go, all right? Mm. So because of that, we do have intravenous, right, vitamin C that yes. you can get now, um, which has been very effective, and it's showing in new studies. I highlight Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Mm. She's a PhD. She's amazing. Please look her up on foundmyfitness.com. Uh, it's amazing if you want to Listen she's good, man. More. She's really good. Yeah. And she blows my mind every time I listen to her. Yeah. Every time I listen to her, I'm like, God, I got to get it on fish oil. 
She's such a Fish sweetheart. Fish oil, man. Yeah, I, I take krill oil, but she's such a such a sweetheart. Anyway, so she, um, due to that, right, we understand that when you take a pill, you're not getting 100% that's in that pill, mm-hmm. all right? So when you go intravenous or intramuscular, sorry, can I get the, I just want to look at the screenshot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah my bad. I'm sorry um, to interrupt you. So... So because of that, with intravenous IV, like with vitamin C, it's much better because you can get a lot higher um, availability to the body, like way higher concentration than yeah. take. You'd have to take a gargantuan amount of pills or a thousand milligrams or whatever is a thousand milligrams of vitamin C in those packs. Like if you do, yeah. if you're really sick, um, there's a company locally here in Arizona, which is a friend of my girlfriend. I'm trying to remember their name, but they do vitamin C infusions yeah. to people with COVID in the Phoenix yeah. area, the entire state of Arizona, and they're having great effects. And they do uh, vitamin drips for people too, right? Yep. yep. I've, I've actually really been wanting to do something like that for a while, I would dude. do it. Yeah, that's... Um, here, okay, can I so, give a shout out to them real quick? Yeah, go for it, dude. It's um, Prana yeah. IV Therapy, P-R-A-N-A, and then IV Therapy. Um, really cool guy, uh, good husband, good father. Uh, again, it's my girlfriend's... Uh, friend and he's a great guy but he's been he's been going out of his way to go in the home and use proper covid precautions you know with wearing n95 and face mm-hmm. shield and all that but they're given like vitamin c infusions which is really cool. really helping people yeah and the, vitamin b and c are water soluble so those specific vitamins you pee out yes ade you don't they're fat soluble mm-hmm. right so they stay in the system longer so again vitamin b and c why is vitamin b in every monster energy drink yeah. It's like 18,000%. Yeah. yeah. And you just pee green. Yep. <laughs> right? It's or good. yellow. Like, and it's like, because you pee it out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, while well, we're on vitamin C, so we're talking, uh, I got this from medical news today. Okay. So, disclaimer there is no scientific data and evidence right now to show or prove, like, there's no proof that vitamin C will help combat COVID 19. Okay. So, but I don't think anything is. We, we've, We've heard that about everything, right? So there's nothing that can guarantee it, right? But this is what they say. So how might IV vitamin C work in COVID-19 patients? There are several theories about how IV vitamin C may help uh, treat COVID-19. So very high vitamin C levels may create free radicals that destroy viruses and bacteria. Our body's cells have defenses against these free radicals, but viruses do not. Another possibility is IV vitamin C renews the body's antioxidant protection. Serious infections can cause up in our body's vitamin C and... Wait, sorry, what? That's, that's really weirdly worded. Serious infections can use up... Oh, use up our body's vitamin C and other antioxidants very quickly. Okay, so when you have an infection, your body uses up those sources. You supplement, you renew, replenish those sources. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Um, let's see. The other thing they said is... Uh, so. Okay, vitamin C is an antioxidant, which means that it can fight oxidative damage. When the immune system activates to kill a pathogen, it may also cause oxidative damage. So it can repair that damage. So it's the cleanup crew. So if you're yeah, yeah so you're you're helping your body as it purges and fights a pathogen. So this suggests that vitamin C could fight the damage that the disease fighting process causes. So your body has this d- disease-fighting process with COVID-19, for example, and they're saying vitamin C can be the thing to help repair that damage. So um, in its role as an antioxidant, vitamin C may also help fight inflammation, which can cause damage to the lungs and other organs. Some evidence suggests that people with severe COVID-19 experience dangers uh, have dangerous levels of inflammation. So basically, vitamin C 
itself isn't attacking and helping but what it's doing is it's helping all the processes of your body that are fighting the disease does that sound right because i'm just yeah i'm just the dean of students yeah i hey you know what's cool man <laughs> there's enough experts out there there's enough right best. there's enough hey but you know what okay. i feel like what we just I said like, yeah. dr fauci is insane he's not no and dr fauci's like the weirdest guy ever he comes out of his little uh cookie house because he's a little elf or whatever andrew schultz calls him <laughs> yeah. and uh he just says you know it's i feel like he just says whatever people want to hear don't wear masks wear masks don't stay home stay at home covid's over covid's not over well i wanted to talk about that so the the government has definitely not done a good job the cdc the who um the local departments have not handled this well um we can i think all agree on that some of it might be some of the funding, right? There was a big cut for the CDC. That, that probably doesn't look good now. Um, yeah. But really, it's hard when you go back and forth on things. So one of the things was they said no mask was that important because the people that needed a mask weren't getting it. Like, mm. I had patients that had N95s, and I didn't have an N95. So what does that tell you? Yeah, I mean, so that just why, that's why does this, so bad. this person that goes to Walmart have an N95 when they should be wearing a cloth mask? But I should have the N95 when I'm doing a nasopharyngeal swab and causing droplets from the test. Yeah. I need it. You don't. And if when I get sick, I'm, I don't want to say I'm more important, but I'm treating people in the community. So your job as being a plumber is important. But if, I'm, if I can't go to work, literally my clinic can't be open. I can't see people. Yeah. Uh, my clinic had to shut down a couple of days because I was uh, COVID exposed. Um, I can't give a lot of information, but I was exposed, and uh, I can tell you, at the time, COVID was kind of newer here in the U.S. We weren't as stressed, especially in Arizona. It was when it was still not really, we were talking more about travel precautions at the time, and I'm naturally more of a, well, you get sick, you need to get over it, be healthy, okay, um, but anyways, I was exposed uh, at work, and I ended up getting sick a couple of days later and I had like really bad body aches, really tough fever, sore throat. It felt like a flu, fluish type symptoms. Again, not the same thing, but felt like that. And then I had like a lingering cough for like two weeks. Um, the first three days were rough. Once I didn't have a fever, I went back to work and wore a mask at that time. Uh, I never got tested because I didn't want to. Um, at the time, we didn't have to. So then now I'm in a study where uh, my antibodies are being checked, so I'm still waiting to hear what's going on with that. Um, part of the problem with these tests is they're not 100%. No, they're right? not. We want them to be. But um, the antibody testing, for example, that were uh, like available two months ago weren't that great. They're not FDA approved. It's good we have the FDA that says, hey, you can't just be making tests just to make money because that's what a lot of people are doing. And now we finally have some FDA approved antibody tests available now. But again, it only goes back two months. Yeah. I got sick more than two months ago. So I don't know if it's going to show regardless, right? We need better testing. It's such a new virus that we're not able to create the best testing procedures. We're not able to create the best, uh, like a vaccine. Obviously it takes time to do this. Yeah. Right? We're still learning. It takes, it takes two good years to have a pretty good foothold on coronavirus. I know, man. And, uh, you know, I kept, I keep hearing people talking about vaccines and I'm like, you know, a vaccine takes like three years. I mean, if you yeah. rushed it, it would take two. Like we're not getting... And that's kind of one of the things I respected, at least, you know, I don't think Governor Ducey's perfect. I don't think he handled this the best way, but who could, honestly? I want to know the no governor. I want to know the governor. There's 50 governors. Show me the governor that handled it perfectly. You know what I mean? 
I don't know. I've actually been more of a Who fan could? of Kevin Ducey. It's like but he Ducey, gets some pressure and then he adapts. You know, like, people like, got mad at him, but he he yeah. had a statement that he said, "It's here. We're living with it. We yeah. got to learn how to live with this. Like yeah. it's here. Like, you know, because what else do you do?" Well, I had a discussion with a patient the other day. Listen to this, and I try to have discussions with people. I go, "Hey, look, I have opinions on COVID, even though I have a title, I have some initials after my name. I know more than most people." Because I research in in the you know in the articles, I live it and treat patients and see them get better and worse. Because well, like, you take your job serious. I do. I, I take during it's a, a pandemic, especially. Yeah, it's a passion of mine. I think it, I'm, I want to talk about that too. I have so many things I want to talk about. Um, uh, God, what was I going to say? But the other day I had it was a realtor. She's a lady. She was kind. She said, "I think we should shut down bars for eighteen months." And I said, "Okay." I said, "So you say we should shut down bars for eighteen months?" I said, "What happens to those bars?" She goes, well, they'll start new ones at 18 months. I go, no. So all those bar owners and all those employees are gone. Those bars are gone forever. There's no bar that can last 18 months and be gone. So I get it that you're upset at people in Scottsdale for partying and raging, and you want to you wanna profess blame on this. But I think at the end of the day, this is a tough situation. We need Dr. Fauci at the top, but we need an economist next to him that needs to say, hey, yeah. look, there's other factors that are into this. Every time you shut down the economy... Uh, we have a bunch of suicides, a bunch of abuse, and a lot of other deaths that aren't attributed to COVID that were from shutting down the economy. So I'm not saying what was right. I'm just saying we need to have a more open discussion that it's not so clear-cut clear cut in what we do. Arizona, I've been in a, a few discussions with people, and like we're, our cases are rising. I already gave you some numbers. We had like 2,000 tests done a day in April. We had uh, 50, up to 15,000 in July. Again, I'm going to the Arizona Department of Health uh, and was it health services? And you can go there and see it right now. Okay. Now, the testing was still about five to nine percent positive. That hasn't changed. There's just more tests. So obviously the mm-hmm. numbers are going to be higher. Okay. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't wear masks. I think we should be wearing masks. Okay. Starting yeah. today. That's okay. Sure. It's better than nothing. Okay. But don't act like if you're wearing a mask, you're social distancing, you're still not going to stop the spread. To create herd immunity, we need at least like 60 plus percent, I think it's like 80 plus percent of the population to have this virus so that you build antibodies and you're not able to pass it as much the second time around. So it's going to spread. How much control How much control do we actually have? Probably not. When has God, man ever been able to control nature? Especially, never. 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 When a hurricane happens... How much control do you want? I get climate change is real. I get that we need to you know, make an impact, make a difference. But at the end of the day, how much do we actually control? And I think that it takes some humbleness, especially from the smartest people that are supposedly the smartest people we have. They don't say, I don't know. We're doing our best. Because that's what our administration should say. Dr. Yeah. Fauci, if you actually listen to him, he's pretty reasonable. Okay, A, he's dealing with Trump, which I'm not super pro or against him. I think he talks out of his rear end a lot. But... God, if I was Dr. Fauci, that's a tough spot to be in, man. He is like the celebrity doctor right now. Yeah. He's being scrutinized for anything he says. Yeah. And I think he's trying his best. This guy literally led the the charge uh, against the HIV pandemic, right? That was horrible. Like he's he's seen some he horrific things. And he's an amazing person from just, just that, man. So many physicians right now are in providers, nurse practitioners, nurses, techs, are putting themselves on the line right now. Like I've been testing people, I have not one time turned a COVID patient away because I feel like if I can test them, even though I'm at risk, I test them myself. I don't have my tech do it. I don't have my MA do it. I do it myself. I don't have to because that task is something someone else can do. I do it on purpose because I want to be at risk. 
I had a, a tech the other day. She's 65 years old. She's such a sweetheart. She's like my little grandma. I love mm. her. I said, you are not testing these people for COVID because you are 65 and you could get this and you could die. That's not going to be on me. So I'm going to, I'm going to test them. And if I get sick, I'm going to do everything I can to fight it. If I die from it, I die from it. But that's part of being a medical provider. And I'm absolutely embarrassed by the amount of medical professionals that don't stand up and realize that you're a warrior and you need to be one right now. Like you need to be the calm one. You need to be one that leads by facts. Stop watching the news. And you need to realize that you have a, a big, there's so many healthcare heroes, and I hate saying that, but there's so many healthcare heroes that are out there right now. And then, then there's the weak ones God, that need God. to go away. Yes. Oh, Frank, you got yeah. me fired up, baby. I, I like it. Thanks, man. I really like it. Yeah. No, dude, but this is the year, like this is of all the years, man, I mean, at least I've been alive, like to be a nurse, to be a nurse practitioner, to be a doctor, to be a physician, you know, to be a, a cop, to be a paramedic, to be, dude, like these jobs we all know how important they are and then you get you don't really realize how important they are until we're pressed you know you don't yeah. realize how important the military is we we laugh at the military budget until there's a war yeah until there's a pandemic we think hospitals are uh yeah nurses and this now now we're seeing why and, you know and and so dude like people like you going to work man people like you know all the, we have friends who work in you know uh for the for the sheriff's department for the city of phoenix police you know all over the place man like we got friends who are doing like going to work in a climate that is i mean i can't even put a word to it i don't think there is a word to describe the climate of today but like you said specifically to covid man that's cool that's cool that you're that you take that step to protect people, protect the, you know what I mean? And, and put yourself in harm's way, but that's because you're passionate about it and you can hear it. Yeah. It fires I mean, me I, up, man. I feel like I'm just, I'm just trying to make some awareness, make a little podcast. You know, I, I work at a yeah. school. It's like, there, there was a really good YouTube video. More. It's a, it's an anesthesiologist uh, that runs a group here in Phoenix. Mm. And he had a video, a very emotional video. And I forget he's foreign. Uh, the reason I say is like, it, it made it more impactful. Like was that with his accent? Yeah, I just thought like he was, and it was like he started to cry a bit. Again, I wish I knew his name, but it's on YouTube, and he talks about for healthcare. This is our nine eleven, big time. And you know, yes, it's it's a pretty weak pandemic, relatively speaking, when you compare it to like the plague or Spanish flu. Right? Yeah, it's not. Um, it's much stronger than a flu. Because yeah, but I, it's I think not. What, it's not gonna like kill society. Yeah. Right? So someone who's not a medical professional, the way I would see it, just from studying history, right? So we're more integrated now than ever. The airlines have connected the mm -hmm. world. We are constantly, people from every region of the corner of the planet are swapping, going all over. And the good thing about that is diseases everywhere. We're like a lot of diseases that are in the UK or in the US, they're in Mexico, they're in Canada. So, you know, that's how quickly disease can spread. But just look at history. If you lived on this side of the Atlantic and then you crossed the other side of the Atlantic, diseases did not swap like that yeah, no. so if you uh -uh. traveled god you had no immunity a disease would wipe you out you had no chance at least today because of how integrated we are i'm thinking hey at least we had some kind of a chance yeah we got some kind of immunity shot yeah i think oh man i just there's so much emotion tied to this which is understandable 
but at the same time, like let's try to stick to facts. Let's we try got to a stay cool. Uh, we got a cool person who popped in the chat. Oh, I, yeah? I'm on Instagram Live too oh, okay. on this. He oh, said, wow. "Yeah, it's not going to wipe out two thirds of the population, but it is very serious." Yeah, and and look, guys, like I haven't lost a family member to it. I have friends that are in the ICU that literally have PTSD from the amount of intubations, amount of death they're seeing. So please don't take it away. Like I'm not. I'm in the urgent care and I'm in a uh, telemetry environment. But I've been in the ICU. I've been in the ER. I've seen death all over like teenagers dying i've seen you know grandma grandpa i've seen it all okay i'm kind of numb to it i don't know if i i don't think i have ptsd with it but when you see death as a medical provider you do look at things differently like if you're a freaking realtor okay yeah. and you're like that lady that just says let's shut down bars for 18 months i think you're being absolutely selfish is what you're being because you don't realize that that bar owner that can't pay his bills is going to shoot his brains out yeah. And you don't realize that that's important. And you can go wear masks in Scottsdale, that's fine. You know, but what's the next step? Let's say we do masks, right? The cases are still going to climb. Let's talk about Arizona real quick. This is just my opinion, but listen to it. All right? Why is there popular why is it growing in Arizona? Okay? Social distancing is part of it. It's not the only reason though. Right? We have a high Native American population. Mm. Right? High. High type 2 diabetes. High Hispanic population. High type 2 diabetes. Phoenix is the fourth largest metropolitan city in the country. Yes, we are spread out. Our density is considered low in the top 10. I get it. We're not in New York. Yeah. But it still spreads. Okay? This virus spreads fast. That's what's amazing. Or, well, not amazing about it, but that's what's bad about it is that it spreads so rapidly, so fast. Like one person can infect 10 people. Yeah. Right? Something like that. And then we have, we're a retirement state. Yeah. We're the Gulf Haven. Of course, like we have Florida. elderly. Yes. Why do you think Arizona and Florida are growing? Like I, not just because we're Republican and whatever, and we're more purple anyways. But like, guys, there's some reasons here too why it's growing. Are you going to say what I think you're going to say? What? Metabolic health. Oh, well, yeah. Metabolic resistance, right? Yeah. Let's hashtag Dr. Ben Bickman. Let's talk about Carnivore MD. That's an amazing podcast, Fundamental Health. Like one of the biggest problems we have in America is 100 million people are pre-diabetic. I test people all the time and I go, okay, you have a pretty dark, thick neck. I know you don't, your sugars aren't high yet, but your insulin's jacked. You have insulin resistance. And what do we tell people? Count your carbs. Well, you should be eating low carb diet, intermittent fasting, no sugar, no processed foods. Should be eating meat and vegetables, right? Sugar, Water, oh. no sugar, absolutely not. You know what they do in the hospital? They bring donuts to already stressed healthcare workers. They bring, they bring pizza. They bring all this, which is a nice intention. Yeah, but cola. But healthcare workers have to be healthier. Monsters. Yeah. Dude, they're pulling. I had worked a 12-hour shift yesterday, man. I saw at least like 30 patients, right? And I'm, I'm tired, right? But I, it's my responsibility to be as healthy as I can. I'm there to literally calm people's anxiety down. I'm there to be this, the calm one through yeah. the storm because that's our profession. Yep. You know, and if you're a medical professional that's causing that much anxiety, I think you really need to look in the mirror. You need to try and get some help, first of all, which there's plenty, okay? Or you need to probably choose a different profession, and that's okay. Yeah. Right? I would say the closest thing I've ever experienced is to, like, um, like a, a crazy situation in a work environment. It was when I used to work for UPS. I was a supervisor there. It was Christmas. It was, like, it was the worst year in UPS's history for a Christmas. We actually lost money instead of making money. And what happened is I was working, like, 14-hour shift day in and day out, 14. It was so nuts, dude. But you know what they brought truckloads in of? Unlimited Monster Energy drinks, mm -hmm. pizza, McDonald's, and, uh, like, Taco Bell. 
And it was just like everyone feast, eat as much as you can, get back out there. And it was like that's what you do when you're stressed, man. You stress eat. Um, but we got, we got a question for you, Frank. Oh, wow. Uh, right. What would you say to Fauci if you could? I would first thank him um, because I don't think it's kind of a similar role to being the president. It's not a thankful role. No. Um, it's easy to, you know, hate on him and what he said and, and what he talks about. But I think he's trying his best. Uh, he has said some things that went against the administration. So I don't think he's just like... I don't think he's like trying to cause issues. I think he's doing the best he can. Like he's a 70 plus year old doctor, pretty healthy runs. You know, he has a long history. Infectious disease doctors are very smart people. You're talking about, you know, four year bachelor degree, medical school, four years. You're talking uh, internal medicine, three years. And then like, I think a couple other years in just infectious disease. And these doctors are so limited right now. There's, there's a huge shortage in the country, man. There's so many bacterias and viruses and stuff that they're treating. There's not enough of these guys like Dr. Fauci that know what antibiotic to use and why. Like we're running out of antibiotics. You mm. think you think COVID's bad? Just wait until we get a bacteria that's going to run rampant and just destroy the country. Yeah, destroy right. the world. Right? We have bacteria right now that we don't have uh, antibiotics that can that can kill it. That's scary. And we've been talking about that for years. We've been talking about a super bug, they call it, right? Yeah. Right? It's COVID a super bug. Something that, you know, amoxicillin isn't going to kill. Yeah. And and I would say, you know, even though the CDC says something, they're not perfect. Even though the WHO says something, it's not perfect. You know, I think I think they try. I think we need to investigate, like, where are you getting your funding from? When you're wrong, you need to admit you're wrong and why. Sometimes you need to say, I don't know. There's a reason why the CDC stays, like, you know, they try to stay pretty neutral they stay, they try to stay consistent, right? Because there's a lot of this, man. We we won't ever know everything 100%. I'm sorry, we don't. Yeah. You know, we don't know why sometimes a 25 year old will die from this, and then usually 90 plus percent of them won't. Mm. Yeah. Right? But that true. one 25 year old makes us, you know, scared, right? Or that one eight year old that dies from it. Maybe that eight year old had leukemia, and all it takes is the flu or like a COVID to take them out, right? But most kids. Do not get sick from it. Yeah, most kids do really well. Which, you know, the most hypothesis. Most healthy adults do very well. Yeah, they do. And a lot of it's around metabolic health, right? So let's, here's some things. You know, get some sunlight every day. 10 to 15 minutes of sunlight. Um, de-stress. You need to get your sleep. Sleep is sometimes rated higher than actually your diet. diet. I heard that. Let's not do vegan carnivore. Who cares? Just eat meat, vegetables. Eat non-processed foods. No fake sugars. That means no Diet Coke. That means no sugars in general. Okay, you need to do the best you can to be the best host you can. Because that way when you're get when you exposed to COVID, which we're all going to be exposed to it, but if your immune system's running high enough, you're going to defend yourself and it's not going to be transmitted and it's not going to replicate in your body. Yeah. The virus doesn't just spread like 28 days later. That's what I try <laughs> to tell people. It, that's not how it works. No, it's not, someone's not going to bite you and it's, oh, it's yeah. not how it works, right? <laughs> people do bite people. It's bad, but yeah, that's it's... True. I don't know. I hope does that answer. I try to be fair on how no, I, I think judge it does. Um, I just do. I keep coming back to like, if if you're gonna make a law that requires masks, why not come out with some sort of thing to get vitamins to people? Get well, get the goods to the people, man. We got to build a immune system. Well, there's a bigger. Um, again, all my medical advice is like general. Don't take it literal so I don't get sued or something. You can come see me just so you know. I'm going to do a shout out to my company. I work at Alliance Urgent Care. There's six locations. We see people very fast. My boss is amazing. He's a doctor owner. Uh, my other boss is a business manager. She's a, such a sweetheart. That it's a family environment. Um, if you come see me, I work at the 7th Avenue in Camelback office, uh, 702 West Camelback Road. Uh, you can see us there. 
I test everyone with COVID. We have precautions in place. I will give you my education. I'll try to calm your anxiety down and I'll do everything I can to, to follow up with you and make sure you're doing okay. Because again, my job is to keep you out of the ER. So check us out there. We're actually the cheapest urgent care in Phoenix. So That's I'll see good, you man. fast. Usually within five, 10 minutes, I'll see you and I'll talk with you as long as you need and do the best I can. But I just want to give a shout out because I really like my bosses. Yeah, man, it's good. Yeah. It's good to uh, get this kind of info out to people because a lot of people, all they're going to do, you know where they're going to get their information from? CNN, Fox News. Like I read this article from the New York Post. I'm not saying that there's nothing true from them. I'm just saying I think we need to think deeper. We need to have, you know, we got to play some scenarios out. We got to, we got to look at other stuff. Like I just get sick and tired of hearing like hand sanitizer, gloves, mask, hand sanitizer, wash your hands. And I'm like, how about immune system? We're a living organism, right? We're an ecosystem. This whole ecosystem, this, this gut biome is under attack. How can you enrich it? Can you drink some, you know, kombucha can you eat foods like that are higher in probiotics i do hear that probiotic supplementation is pretty awful like like it doesn't really do much i've heard yeah. that i'm not sure so let's talk well I i'm not totally sure about um, it but so this is the thing first of all science is based off the scientific method that yes. we need to keep basically all that is is that you keep testing it if you get the same outcome it's correct yeah but never stop questioning yeah so i'm a let's go over the government the government can't even agree on what's healthy what's not yeah. A lot of it's, you know, we're, we push uh, grains, which we know is, are, they're horrible for us. Yeah. And that's the government. The government was also pushing a fat-free diet for 50, 60 years. And that killed millions of people. And no one um, talks about that. Yeah. And not just obese people. Like there were, there were skin, not skinny, but like non-fat, like healthy weight people who were doing so much low fat, but they're actually getting so much sugar. They became type two diabetic. Yeah. You don't need died. to be- obese technically to be fat right No, because you have what's called visceral fat i could get type 2 yeah i wouldn't even gain much i mean i wouldn't have to gain 50 pounds to get patrick peterson is a stud he's a cornerback in the nfl he was eating nothing but candy basically and then he Mm. eventually was he had the poly syndrome polyuria polydipsia polyphasia so you get hungry thirsty and pee a lot that's a sign of your body trying to get rid of the sugar because they can't get sugar into the cell and it's one of the first signs of diabetes and he had type 2 diabetes he started eating right nfl athlete yeah, and he feels amazing. Lockdown corner. Lo- yeah, he was a lockdown corner. Lockdown. Lockdown. Hashtag Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Wolf. Not so much anymore. Yeah, not so much anymore. <laughs> not very good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I uh, I hope this message gets out to people. I think we'll really push this episode. Uh, if anyone has like questions, I'll give you advice. I hate how doctors and providers have to be um, so sensitive to being sued. Like, hey, I'm just here to help you. And I just want to tell you that, like, I care about you. I love you. Like, I'll be, I'm the provider that will hug someone. I've, I've asked people about trauma. I go, you know, someone's really anxious. And I had a situation where she was really anxious. And I go, hey, I just, I've read articles about providers should be asking about trauma. That's the perfect environment. And a big thing about trauma is like, hey, do you need to ask? So I go, hey, I, were you, you know, have you had abuse, like emotionally, physically, sexually? And this is a young, you know, 20 some year old uh, female. And she goes, yeah, I was sexually abused. I go, well, do you want to talk about that? And she talked about it. That's cool. And I go, and dude, this is an urgent care visit. Yeah. Urgent, meaning like 10 minute visit. Yeah. And I had the time. So I sat with her 15 minutes. I go, hey, look, it's understandable why you have anxiety. Okay. You've had trauma done to you. It's not your fault. I'm really sorry it happened. I gave her a hug and told her I love her. 
That's awesome. Man. Like in, I know like the research and books are like, shouldn't hug your patient. Shouldn't tell them, shouldn't have emotional uh, connection with your patient. Look, she's not my friend. Be a robot. Yeah. Be a robot because you have to be the stable Give one. Give her yeah. antidepressants. Yeah. We're human beings. Yeah. Right. And maybe I helped her realize like, Hey, I know you get anxiety. A lot of it probably stems from your sexual abuse. Yeah. You know, she was raped. You know, mm, I, I can't that'll imagine. Do it. So I would say, and I just said that went a long way. You know, yeah. and like in the medical profession, we need to realize that there's still a ton of people that still care a lot, are still trying their best. Uh, the, a big thing about physicians, and I ask, I have a bunch of physician friends now, and a lot of them say they they don't want their kids to be physicians. How freaking sad is that? That is sad. It's the dying profession. Like it's a brutal profession, man. It's a dog eat dog world. Yep. You have four hundred thousand dollars a day. You get out of school after working so hard. You're at thirty years old, and then you have to work a ton because you get a Tesla, a big house. Because you have to compare yourself to other doctors that have tons of stuff. You get eight alive. Doctors actually took a pay cut during COVID, so not only are they dying from taking care of people, they are taking a pay cut because insurance companies aren't paying as much because the hospitals aren't seeing the same volume. Yeah. Right. Wow. And they have to take a pay cut. And people are blaming the healthcare cost on physician pay. That's a, that's it's awful. It's not the physicians. All right. They should make four hundred grand when you yeah. <laughs> give up your Before whole. They do. You give yeah. up a decade and a half of your life, and not many people can do it. How many Dr. Fauci's are there? No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You haven't not many. So yeah. you have an athlete that you know LeBron James. Like right now, baseball players are getting paid to do nothing. Yeah, LeBron James yeah. is worth a billion dollars for being already? very good. Already? His deal with Nike, his lifetime deal, is it's valued at a billion. Whatever. And you know what? Good for him. But I'm just saying, like, you're you're mad at the doctor for making you're mad 250 at a grand. Yeah. And that, that guy's working like a hundred hours a week. 70 hours a week. Yeah. And he gets sued because he tried and he was tired. Yeah. Like, no wonder why the surgeon gets sued. He works 16 hours a day, doesn't get sleep. And you wonder why he sliced something wrong or forgot sponges inside of you? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, right? right? Puts his initials in you? Yeah. Just kidding. You, you wonder why. Like, um, we don't take care of our health professionals. You got another question. What's that? So the question is... Is it the same person? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's the oh, same person. Nice. They okay. said, uh, if there is a vaccine, would you take it or would you wait to see uh, the side effects from other people? Would uh, you take a vaccine if it comes out? So we need to talk about vaccines. Can I ask? gets very emotional. Yeah, you would. I wouldn't. Me. Yeah, you Okay. All right. I don't think I'll have a choice. So it doesn't matter. Mm. I'm in the health profession. So I don't have a choice so you to have take, to take the flu it. vaccine. Uh, if you weren't. If I had the choice. You had the choice. If I had the choice, I would wait to see. Yeah, for sure. Because what we're doing right now is we're really trying to lean on vaccine. But guys, like anything you put in the body has a side effect. Tylenol kills ton. a ton of people. Yeah. And it's over the counter. That's the true, time. man. So I think that we need to do it properly. Um, by the time a vaccine is readily available, um, I hope that it has a decent side effect profile. I mean, there are vaccine courts for a reason. Uh, I am pro-vaccine. Oh. I just think the discussion needs to be, should we, you know, should we be vaccinating a newborn baby or should we space them out? You know, maybe yeah. that's a discussion. I, I thought anti-vaxxers were nuts until I did some more research. Yeah. And the more I found out about vaccinations, I'm not saying I am an anti-vaxxer. I'm just saying that. You need to look into it. You need to do some research. You need to kind of understand what the vaccinations are. And like you said, um, there's a lot of there's actually a lot of vaccination injury. So like yeah. you brought up, there's a lot of there is a lot of law firms 
dedicated to vaccination injury. It is a huge thing. And it's actually really sad what happens to a lot of people from vaccination injuries. Yeah. And, and the thing is this, guys, I'm pro-vaccine. I yeah, push yeah. them if you're That's what I'm saying. I'm not anti-vaxxer. Yeah, I'm not either. But, but like so emotional. But with like, anything. It's like with oh anything. Like you mentioned on the other podcast, what I loved, it was like, okay, you have like pro-life and you get like um, pro-choice, right? Yeah. And, but, but it's not that. Like if you're pro-life, you're saying, "Oh, like screw women. I hate. I don't want them to have any kind of healthcare rights." But it's not if you're pro-choice doesn't mean you're you support like 28 week abortions either. You no, know what I mean? Like we, it's a very fine line. Yeah. Um. And so with vaccinations, it's the same thing. It's like it's not just because you question something doesn't make you, you know, an anti-vax or zero vaccines. Give, give kids polio and you yeah. know. But it's like there's such. It's so complicated. We always talk about false binaries. Don't buy into it. Do your own research. Look at both sides. Like, there's not only two. It's not red pill, blue pill. It's not. Yeah, I, I prescribe vaccinations. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, so I I don't like saying that vaccination is going to be the cure. There's no such thing. It's a virus. There's no such thing as a cure. There never will be a cure. The best close thing to a cure is herd immunity mm. and being as healthy as you can be as a population. One of the biggest reasons why the United States is bad, and like you have like New Zealand, yes, they did great job. They have like zero COVID right now. I heard they, that. Oh, yeah, amazing. What's going on there? They're like an island, right? So they shut everything down. No one can come in. Fourteen days if you're out of town, unless you're the Avatar director. Yeah, and then you can <laughs> he go there. Can go. Yeah, you he can went. go there to film the Tom Avatar Hanks movie. Tom Hanks went, right? Yeah, which again just talks about power with money well i think tom hanks eats the pineal gland of children i've heard so maybe that's how you don't get covid you know way more (laughs) of the stuff than i do i'm not like too much conspiracy we should do an alien episode i mean but am i joking i don't know you cracked me up man (laughs) you know so much of this random stuff that i'm like i don't know what what that's about but yeah (laughs) um okay so i mean but new zealand i know for sure we have like the highest healthcare costs and really poor health outcomes obviously it needs to get better yeah, Let's the, agree dude, our healthcare system is okay. Like it's broken, right? People say it's broken. Um, to speak more to that, I think like you have a lot of personal stories out there of people who are like, you know, I just had Christina Flack on, right? Episode fifty. She was telling me, you know, her husband had bronchitis, turned to ammonia. They didn't catch it. He got sep- He went septic, and I mean, died. Yeah. And, and the and and I felt like when she laid out the story, she's actually suing for malpractice as she should. But when she laid out yeah. the whole story, well, what a, happened? I wish I could have talked to her. I know. So sepsis is such a sad thing, and it's real. Um, basically, sepsis is an inflammatory response to an infection in the body, and that eventually goes from a local source, um, like it could be a splinter, to uh, systemic. Blood, right? Right. Yeah. Well, it goes from the source into the bloodstream, right? And your body can't fight it, mm. right? And then like your lactic acid levels increase, which is from uh, basically anaerobic oxidation but anyways like i'm not even the best with pathophys and abifys if i if i mess up something forgive me i'm just frank i know frank i know pretty much a lot of stuff as a nurse practitioner but i'm not as good as these leaders but with sepsis though you it's all about timing right so we get someone has a fever high heart rate um they have lactic acid level up we have these markers in the hospitals i work at like we give them a ton of iv fluids okay if they can handle them we start on IV antibiotics, broad spectrum, meaning we, we like nuke the body with antibiotics, okay? And then we do cultures, which means we um, draw blood and give it a few days to see what bacteria is there and how, what it's susceptible to, meaning what antibiotic will kill it, okay? So then we go from broad to narrow. Mm. Okay, so we have really good protocols right now. So I don't know where she was that they didn't have the antibiotic to kill this thing. I know. Very odd. So um, weird, man. 
especially for a pretty healthy guy. So he'd have to have like weird. Well, she's rightfully suing him. Yeah, no, and there is a reason to do it, right? But also at the same time, like right now during COVID, we uh, we as providers are not able to handle everything as well because we don't have the PPE. We don't have the amount of personnel. We don't have the amount of beds. Of course, you're not going to be able to give the same quality of care. Yep. So, yes, it's okay to sue when something egregious or neglect happens, right? But do not sue just to be an ambulance chaser. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Like, that's that's what's wrong. Like, do you know how many providers, dude, are so scared to do anything because they're treating out of fear? And yeah, another example, something of the opposite, not the opposite, but another profession, dude, like I heard this whole thing on, you know, a lot of officers are actually way more hesitant to shoot people now than they ever have. Wouldn't you be? So a lot of, oh, big time, big time. Dude, there. And there's a lot of evidence to support it. There's a lot of videos to support. Like, dude, like people, like officers. I don't know why cops do what they do. Like, I I don't blame anyone. I would recommend anyone. If I have a son. Yeah. If I had a son, I'd say, don't do it. It's not worth the money. No. It's not, you don't get paid enough. No, you have no man. training. You get no respect. People hate you just because you put on a uniform. No, thank craziest, you. Craziest. No, one of the craziest jobs in the world, especially right now. I, I don't even know what to make of it, but we are at an hour. That was a really good hour, man. I think we need to do a part two, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, we got to be careful with this because there's so much emotion and all we mean is love. Like we had a post the other day. Someone got really upset at us and it was a really nice post I had. And look, hey, look, you have a different viewpoint. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the support. If it offends your feelings, you know, we're sorry. Nothing we mean is intentional to hurt people. No, it's like, not. It's and not. also what I would tell people too is like, you know, we all we all have an opinion. That's it. It's just an opinion, right? Yeah. And But when you decide to then tell someone like, no, no, no. Your opinion's wrong. My opinion's right. That's where I. That's where I throw up the wall, and that's where I go. Cool. Go watch Anderson Cooper. Go watch. You know Sean Hannity. Go. Go to. You'll. You'll like that better than this. You know because I'm not gonna do it. Deal with it. Go listen to Wolf Blitzer if that's what you want. You know, but don't come here. Like, dude, I do. We do this for for whoever wants it. If you yeah. don't like it, move on. That's okay. I don't need you. You yeah. don't need like. It's fine. It's I don't right. need it. So anyways, I just, to end it on a positive note, I think with this whole COVID thing, um, you know what, if, if someone wants you to wear a mask, just wear the mask, who cares, you know, I, I did it today, I went somewhere, they're like, hey, do you have a mask, I was like, no, they're like, well, we got one, can you put it on, I was like, sure, whatever, well, I'll nice. put on a mask, I yeah, don't care, whatever. and I got a free mask, you know, yeah. um, but I would tell people, like, hey, take, get some, look into vitamin uh, C, look into vitamin D, look into zinc, get outside for 15 minutes, get some good sleep, try to drink three to four liters of water, you know, do these things, get a little exercise, you know that it's good for you, cut out the sugar, Just cut walk. out the processed Just stuff, please walk. don't, when go you want to eat some Doritos, think about it, put it away, go eat a piece of meat, it's probably better, yeah, you got a we can discuss us, that Frank? too, and I do, yeah, I have a quote, um, uh, let me see here, yeah so here it is and i don't know if i repeated myself I, I apologize maybe i did did i do the benjamin franklin quote i don't think so okay i really like so you sure i didn't i don't think you did okay it is the first responsibility of every citizen to question authority i never heard that one benjamin franklin it's the first responsibility for every citizen to question authority. Yeah, and that sounds bad. That does not mean you riot no. or loot. But what it does mean is when the CDC comes out with a recommendation, it's good to look at it and be like, well, okay, so they're saying not to wear masks. And then they say, oh, now you should wear masks. And then you're like, okay, well, everyone's kind of been wrong at some point. So it's okay to critically think and go, maybe I should investigate myself. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, You know, just to end it, so a lot of people see... 
we, you know, a lot of people are bringing up all oh, civil war. We were talking about that because of the stuff that's going on with George Floyd, all the riots and the protests and stuff. Um, and I had a good discussion with my roommates the other day. We were talking about Abraham Lincoln. We we're talking about the civil war. People were talking about secession. Like it's this, you know, you think of secession, you think of this horrible thing because you're leaving the union, you're leaving the United States. And like you said, question authority, succession was built into the fabric of our country as a protection against a totalitarian government. So in case the government, just like the Second Amendment, like a right to bear arms, to defend yourself against a totalitarian government, succession is designed, it's intent. I'm just talking about intent. I'm not talking about anything else. I'm not talking about what the South did. I'm just saying the intent of the design of putting that in there is that we, if a state wants to leave the Union because, you know, number one became joseph stalin and is trying to you know what i mean like totalitarian government it's built in that so every citizen should should question the government should challenge the authority to keep the authority figure in check we have to hold them accountable we also just the same way that you hold me accountable i hold you accountable we hold ourselves accountable it's all about accountability if you don't have that accountability from top to bottom bottom to top things crumble and that's what makes this country great because i do feel like amongst all the craziness Put the bad things aside because I know they're bad, but I think there's more good. I think today's the best day to ever be alive in the history of the world if you if you compare. Have some perspective. Look at Winston Churchill. He was our good man segment. Look at World War II. Look at World War One. Today is so much better than the climate of this country and this world is so much better than it was 60 years ago, 70 years ago. And that's the perspective we should have. Yeah, and, and please, like... It's okay to have emotion. It's okay to have love. It's okay to have heart. Like, trust me, I'm, I'm a very passionate, loving, caring person. And I mean, my life mission is to help as many people as I can while I enjoy it. Like, that's my <sighs> life mission. And I, I found that out recently. I was like, God, isn't that good? Dude, I, I know. I think it should be everyone's life I mission. I think we said this on a previous podcast. I was yeah. like, it, what do you want to do with your life? I was like, I want to give more than I take. Yeah. We just give more than we yeah, just pull. Exactly, you know? right? You know, religion talks about that, right? It's better to give than to take. I feel better giving than I do receiving any oh, big day. time, you dude. Know? And the look on someone's face when you give them a gift. When I brought oh, you coffee today, Frank, oh, I was like, God, look at... Did my eyes flicker? Dude, they kind of did. Dude, they did. It was. Huh? I saw... It was better than me buying my coffee. Oh, God. Just it giving you coffee. It was worth, And it was Starbucks. Not yeah. even that good, but... All right, guys. Uh, big news. Big news. Check big out news. our website. It's not, oh, yeah. you know, it's the first rough trap, but new stuff will come to it. But if you go to jackedpod.com, you can, you don't even have to worry about going to iTunes. You don't have to worry about going anywhere. You go to jakdpod.com, jackpod.com. You can go to anywhere you want to find this podcast. You can find it there. You want to find out more about the host? It's there. If you want to buy shirts in the future, not right now, yeah. but in the future, it's going to be there. You got to go to jackedpod.com to get what, whatever you want. All things jacked. Yeah. And we're going to have coffee mugs and all this. It's just cool, right? It's so cool, man. Us, um, you know, we're doing a lot of posts now. We're going on Instagram. We're almost at like a thousand followers already. We do this like three months. So who knows where we'll be in a year. Oh, it's beautiful, dude. Who knows who we're, where we'll be, right? And um, yeah, we just appreciate Organic. any support, any feedback. Uh, we're we about no connections. So. We've not bought a single follower. No. And the reason I say that is because at least twice a week, some weirdo messages on <laughs> Instagram is like, hey, buy a thousand followers for five dollars. No, it's like, okay. oh, yeah, it sounds really legit. No, you look real fake. No, but hey, I, I love the support. I appreciate everything people are doing and saying, even the negative stuff. I always appreciate because someone listened. It always gives me a chance to rethink things. But like I've said before, like I'm open to criticism. We're open to feedback. We're open to the reviews. 
as soon as you become a jerk, maybe you're gone. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, we're not going to deal with that. Don't so really deal with it. Hey, you, go listen to Anderson be, Cooper. Yeah, He's there. Fine. He'll take anyone. Yeah, exactly. So or go watch Fox News. Go watch CNN. Fox News. Go I'm listen not, to Sean Hannity. Get upset. Me, man. You know, throw yeah. stuff at the TV. Yeah, that's probably yeah. better. But hey, I love the support. Uh, we love the growth. We've had so many good guests. We have more guests coming on. And I just shouted out a bunch of guys that we just had on the podcast. So again, I just want to redirect people. Hey, go check out Derek McCormick. If you want to find him on Instagram, it's yep. Tea Time with the Reaper. Really cool His guy. book, he has two books out. He has a podcast. He has, I mean... If you really want to dive into death and real life, talk to Derek. Uh, check out Mike Gorman, Gorman Goes Keto. That's his Instagram cool handle. Man, I still got to meet him on, he, on here. But. Yeah, that guy, he, he's just been put through the ringer. He he was as heavy as 540 pounds. He's got down as low as 200. He's, he's the guy who was super fat, lost the weight, gained it back, lost it again. Yeah. And, you know, he's just killing and crushing. And then Mark Little. If you don't know who Mark Little is, look up Mark Little on Instagram. That guy, I mean, he had his leg blown off when he was 21. Yeah. And he's built an empire. He's an attorney. He's a pastor. He's a businessman. He's he's started three charter schools, maybe even four. You know, he's doing. He's in Washington, D.C. at the height of a pandemic during an election year, just trying to, to make this country better, trying mm-hmm. to put us in the right path. Good man. All three of them, great men. They've all been on the podcast. And they're doing really big things. So I just want go go check them out um, and, and go listen to those episodes and we'll post them too. Um, I know we're going on a little bit of a rant. I, I just had to throw that out there and I really appreciate it. You can find us at on Instagram at j.a.k.d underscore podcast or hey, just go to jackpod.com. J-A-K-D-P-O-D.com. Jackpod.com. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Yep. Bye. Bye.